What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Wowee. Wowie Maui. It's hot in here. It's fucking hot. But you know what? We got that thing turned on, so it'll it'll cool this place down real quick. If our dog was here, he'd be laying right under it. Yeah. We should do that sometime. We talked about it. We got that little guy in the in the in the recording studio hanging out with us when we're talking about sex. Snoring. Snoring. Farting. Yeah. Clipping Uh, along. Hi baby. Hello, my love. Ready to talk about some sex? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's what we do. Uh, thank you all so much for coming out. This is... Yeah. Yeah. Give yourselves a round of applause. Uh, this is our second live show for Turn Me On. And uh, second time we've been here at the Bus Stop Theater. We love this place. We love everybody who works here. Thank you so much, Bus Stop Theater, for existing. Um, and, and again, thank you all so much for supporting local art and, and a local space that I hope stays around for uh, at least as long as I'm alive, which won't be long <laughs> if you listen to my other podcast, thank Sick Boy Podcast. You can find it on iTunes, uh, rate and review, and subscribe. 
Yeah, I was actually just looking back in the uh, dressing room. It's full of posters, wall to wall, floor to ceiling of shows that have happened here. And in my nerves, I was like, just feel the creative energy that's been in here before and like channel it and come out there and just be uh, really celebratory of the space and all the people in it. Were there any other sex shows that have been here? Did you notice any of that? I didn't see any. I did see a circus show that I thought could be sexual. You know them circus performers are freaks for sure. We teach yoga, and uh, in Montreal, where I started teaching, there's a lot of people that would uh, come in that were um, from Cirque du Soleil, and they would be in their forward folds, and I'd be like, I have nothing to offer you here. I thought you were going to say something very different. <laughs> and I was going to be like, you're going to get fired. Um, well... We're off to a good start. Mm -hmm. Uh, We haven't touched on any of the things that we said we were going to talk about. You're so far away. I know, I know. And I feel like we've been far away. Yeah, we have. This is the first time we've been in the same room in... Like a month? Like a fucking month. Yeah. Yeah. We've spent a lot of time apart over the last month. Yeah. It's been crazy. That's life, though, That is the That is the name of our relationship. Yeah. Time apart. That's... (laughs) That was a song I wrote for you at our wedding, Time Apart. (laughs) I love Uh, you, goodbye. (laughs) It's the name of the the album. Yeah, I think we figured out at one point that at least for the, we've been together, what, nine years now in total? And probably more than 50% of it has been in different places. Yeah, that's crazy. How uh, How many couples here tonight? Yeah, yeah, make some noise, make some noise. Right on, right on. How many, like, uh... Consistently long distance, part time couples. A couple, okay. You guys sound excited. Yeah. <laughs> You're happy about that. It can be tough. I get it. It can be tough, but mm-hmm. I found that for you and I, it's really worked. You know, like it's it's been one of those things that um, that I'm really grateful for in our relationship. I feel like we do really good having that time apart. Yeah, um, especially because we do so many of the same things when yeah. we're together. That uh, time apart to like be different people is yeah pretty important. And this is like kind of the first time. This is probably fucking boring as hell for you guys, but we're just like having a little therapy session. Yeah, I haven't seen you, Bridie. What's up? Uh, this is the first time in a while that we've been doing things quite different from one another. Yeah, like you're taking on a, a, a pretty a pretty big like business venture right now mm-hmm. that I'm not a part of. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of like swamped with, uh, some other stuff that's happening with, with another podcast that I do, yeah. uh, Sick Boy Podcast, uh, iTunes. And, um, yeah, so we, we like, we legitimately are taking this time apart because we're working on, on these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, who listened to the podcast today that came out today? I, oh shit. I was hoping all of you would be like, none of us. Uh, cause, uh, one of the reasons why I was away was I was, I was at Evolve this weekend and, uh, yeah. Holy fuck. Bracelets. That place is crazy. Um, but man, can we talk about sex on drugs for a second? Go for it. I have no I will. experience with that. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't had sex on drugs in a while because it's been a while since I've like kind of partaken in, uh, in party, drugs. Party drugs. Party drugs. Um, but I kind of uh, dive back into it because Becca's just totally addicted. She's a freak. She's totally addicted. She needs help. Is there anybody in here that can help Becca? Becca, where are you? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, Becca likes to party, and so we went to Evolve together. And, uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, I really love Molly. And acid's super fun. 
And so we were doing all these drugs, and um, and I, I was kind of talking about it today on the podcast. And I won't really get into it, but essentially, um, one of the things that I realized was how how incredible of a, a sort of reset button sex can be, right? Like uh, I was having this really, I was going into this deep dark hole when I was when I was on my little Sunday acid trip. It's funny because you told me about it, and you were like, I was in the tent and I was organizing things. I'm like, that's the best thing ever. I love. But I never organize things. things. <laughs> it was scary. <laughs> No, I was organizing things like uh, someone would organize things on like a season of Breaking Bad. You know what I mean? Like it was, <laughs> it was bad. So I was having this like really bad trip and Becca came and she was like, oh, like, don't worry, I'll take you out of it. And, and so we, we used sex as a way to like kind of change the course of the high, which worked really, really well. And I was talking to you about how, you know, we've done that in our relationship, like where, or I found that sex can be this really great resetter. Um, but another thing that was happening at Evolve that, and Becca, you're cool with me saying this. I think I ran this by you earlier, just so people aren't like, what a fucking prick. Um, uh, we were, we were on the, you know, out on the dance floor dancing around and, um, and Becca and this other very, uh, very like bubbly and very attractive, uh, woman were, were dancing like quite, quite uh, sensually, like kind of sexually. And they started kissing each other. And I was, I was sitting there and I was going, this, I could watch this all fucking day. I could watch this all day. I love this. I love watching girls kiss other girls. And then I had some alone time while I was tripping on the acid. And I started thinking, it's funny that I said that. It's funny that I love watching girls kiss each other so much. But a lot of the places that I frequent, as a, as a, as a like cisgendered straight male, I don't see a lot of guys doing that. Like, that's just not something that's very common, like, where we, where we spend a lot of our time. Like, like you know, men casually making Yeah, men other? casually dancing together and then just, like, giving each other a good little fucking makeout sesh for a second. And then, like, continuing to dance with me and, like, I like the way you move. I don't like the way you move. Cool. I'm gonna go get a drink. Peace. You know, like, you would never see that at the seahorse. And I wonder if, like, are, are we getting closer to that time? Because I feel like I would like that too. <laughs> you, know? like, you think you would? Would you like that? Well, he, I, it's funny because you asked me that earlier today and I was like, well, I haven't seen it, so I don't really know. Like if I try to picture what would be provocative in my brain, it's like of two men, it's like a close-up of their arms together. Like, Very specific, like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Like muscle definition and like a little bit of sweat, uh, but like the mouth to mouth stuff doesn't really do it. for Doesn't me. do it for well, you. Well, I looked it up. I went and I I looked some stuff up. I know you did, <laughs> and and I think we're gonna see what you looked up in I, a bit. But yeah. before we get to that, uh, what like audience reaction wise does. Is it equally as provocative? Or yeah, or like do like Sensual? round of applause. As my, okay, round of applause. Who loves watching two pretty ladies kiss each other? <laughs> Me too. 
Fucking love it. Now, you're at the bar. Me and Dave, down the day. Actually, actually, Taylor, where, where's, where's Tay? Tay, where you at? We've done this before. Like, we've just been thrown down at Seahorse. And, but it only lasted for like a microcosm of a second, where my mouth and your tongue and my tongue touch. And, and you go, and you're like, it has happened. And Taylor's like, why? And I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. Now, say, say that, that you were out at a bar and you saw two, uh, I, I like to think I'm kind of handsome. I think Taylor's a very fucking handsome. Two handsome men dancing casually, and then they start to like make up for a second. Who would think that's fun to look at? All right. How about this? Who likes watching uh, guy-on-guy sex when you're online? Yeah! <laughs> Brandon's like, yeah! <laughs> All right, a few people, a few people. Okay. Sobriety, you generally don't. Well, I just never did. I never pursued it. I don't know. It didn't make it way, its way into my fantasy land yet. Right. Yeah. And do you think that that's because of it's just not sort of like standard or it's just not... Well, I use my imagination mostly for masturbation. So, like, when I go on right. to, like, online, it's usually going to be girl on girl. I don't, I'm not, you know, or, like, a lot of cum or... Um... Just just a lot of cum? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Bukaki? Not like Bukaki, but okay. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I've never seen that either. Well. I'm pretty, like, I, maybe I'm really vanilla in my fantasy life. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well... So I know we. So have this- I went on a hunt for it because I needed to know why, whether it did anything for me, maybe like particulars of what might do it for me. And the the first thing I I looked up, I was like, well, straight men kissing men didn't come up with a lot. So then I was like, okay, guy on guy porn. And then uh, the first video I I clicked on, I was intrigued by the title. That's why we all choose our how we choose our porn, right? Um, was giving great. Butt massage. Okay. I like and I like massage. massage, and I was thinking of muscles sliding over muscles. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I clicked on that. Okay. Uh, shall we see? Sh- let's look at. Let's check, do you check it out. Want to see what I saw? This is the first thing you Googled. <laughs> let's do it. Uh, swipe on over there if that works. There we go. Okay. Okay. We have audio, right? The audio is the important part. Namaste. My name is Armin Christoph Heining. Even if you and I live a gay lifestyle, for this, many of us, I like this part. the anus is part of our sexuality, yet it still lies in the dark. And that is why it hides wonderful treasures. Actually, I really like this part. enriches our lives and possibilities. Why is he doing that? <laughs> approach the anus in a positive and, and safe way. Okay. That's enough. All right, I'm good. We're good. Yeah. And just just hold there for a minute. So. I feel, I, I feel that my particular uh, bias of being a yoga teacher it <laughs> clouds my judgment of whether or not this is appropriate. 
This is actually one of my go-to adjustments in class. <laughs> As you, is anyone looking for this when they go into yoga yeah, class? I fucking hope not. <laughs> what was up with the finger rolling? Like that? That was a little weird. That feels really good, though. I have never had anyone. Okay, so let let me just um, let me just. I, I think it's safe to say, Bride, that you were not digging the vibe of this video. Like it, it did have it did have the the sort of muscle on muscle, the skin touching and stuff like that. But it, it wasn't quite it wasn't quite what we were looking for. Not quite what I was. It's a little tacky. Yeah. A little. Probably one of the worst porns I've ever watched. This and I a- used to work at Excitement Video. Um, okay, so I knew that I knew that this was going to fucking happen. Uh, it wasn't really that bad. It's, it, it, there, there was something about it. It's not that bad. It's not. It's not that bad. But this it, looks it's quite just com- a little. I know it's just how a little, this would feel. It's just a little goofy. I was also looking at the background. Why is that mannequin there? It, I mean, the candles, I get it, but, like, it, there's not a... If you're going to have candles, have a fuckload of candles. Like, make that the point. It was a little tacky. Now, I knew this was going to happen. Try uh, this. No, 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 no. But the other day, and I think this might be a little more your vibe, Bride. The other day, uh, Becca... So, Becca has uh, subscribed to... Has anybody ever heard of a four-chambered heart? <laughs> so like three of you for the rest of you it is a subscription based um, porn website They're, they actually do a lot of their work through Patreon which, which is like a it's like kind of like Kickstarter except monthly donations and um, they, it was started by a bunch of like cinematographers and a few um, alt porn stars and they come out with a video almost like every month and, and their shit is like very beautiful very well done and the other day Becca was like oh Four Chamber Heart just dropped a new video. Um, and it's Guy on Guy. So we watched it. Bride? Yeah. I think this is going to be a little bit more up your alley. Can we, watch, can we watch that for a second? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> How much? Kill the lights. Oh, oh, oh. Muscle on muscle, bride, right? Definition. I've never seen that move before. Okay. Bride, what do you think? How are you feeling about this one? I think, okay, I like this. All right, that's good. I really, I liked the beginning. I like the beginning. Again, it's the kissing thing that uh, it doesn't, there's something about the way that uh, when I see a man um, uh, kissing a man, I'm, there's, a, there's a tenderness that for me, like I need something a little... Uh, so when I kiss a woman, I think I've expressed this before on the podcast, it, it has typically, and thank you to those of you who have reached out and told me that you could tell, show me something different, but I, uh, it's typically just a little too tender for me. Like the lips are too soft and the pressure is too gentle. Um, but, um, and so there's like, there's a dynamic, a, a kind of dynamic that I'm missing with the man on man thing, kissing. 
I did like the two penises in one hand. That was a cool move, yeah. I like that, too. I never saw that before. Yeah, that was cool. And So, so you, you'd rather, like, a little more, like, 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 like... Aggression. Uh, yeah, firmness. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Please feel free to shout Urgh. things out when I don't know what yeah. I'm saying. Uh, a little more, yeah, a little more, like, like, um, m- like, masculinity, like, in the making out of men? Yeah. Taylor, you hear this? <laughs> Got it? Um... I also think, uh, so then then I was like, there's got to be something. And I was scrolling through my phone and looking at pictures of men kissing and being like, there must be, maybe I'm just not seeing it portrayed the right way. And then I found it. The thing that changes the thing. <laughs> okay. What is it? Soccer jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> Soccer players kissing each other after like a success. Is that a big thing? There's a lot in of FIFA? photos of it on okay. Google right. Images. Sweet. Sweet. Um, and that made something happen. Okay. Below. Yeah. What kind of what kind of porn are you into, Brad? I don't. I, know I don't, you don't really watch, watch a lot. I don't watch a lot of porn. There again, I think I've watched one girl on girl porn repetitively, uh, and I wish I could remember how to find it. Um, it's Sasha Gray and some other girl, and it's like the only porno of girl on girl that I've ever seen where it was like not for the male gaze. As far as I could tell, it was like, there was like literally no talking. It was slow. They like kissed for like 10 minutes and then like moved on to breasts. And I was like, this is my speed. Um, (laughs) What are your thoughts on Bukkake? I have never seen it. It's a a lot. It (laughs) literally and figuratively a lot. Uh, there was so the, uh, a little bit of a segue here. Yeah. Uh, the reason I bring it up is because um, there was. Had, has anybody heard about this thing in the news about the Bukaki scene that went really bad? <sighs> Tragically bad. Oof. 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 So uh, workplace accidents are always a very serious thing. <laughs> I've never had any myself. There's um, insurance for that. Right? This is that. This actually is quite tragic. But they're all like. As tragic as it is, there's something. Ah, uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm alone in this, but there's some, there's something kind of funny about it. Um, uh, I'm going to read this to you, Brady. I want to know your thoughts. Japanese adult movie industry is in mourning today after reports that a popular actress has died in a tragic workplace accident while shooting a scene for an upcoming film. The actress who remains unnamed due to Japanese laws requires her next of kin to be... That's really sad. Uh, Let's move (laughs) forward. According to the camera operator who witnessed the incident, the actress was filming a bukkake scene when the accident occurred. Bukkake is a popular scenario in this specific um, genre of titles uh, and involves a group of male actors ejaculating typically, typically under the face of a female actor. For, in quotes, for this scene, there were up to 30 male actors lined up, said the camera operator. The actress was kneeling on the ground, and the actors were taking turns ejaculating onto her. The dire- director insisted that they direct their seeming in- into her mouth, which is quite normal in a bukkake scene. However, she... it appears that the actress began to choke at some point during the process, a fact that was not immediately apparent to the director and the other male actors. The camera opera- operator explained that they assumed she was simply acting when in reality she was struggling to breathe. Quotes, this is, now it's not funny. <laughs> this is really fucked up. Uh, it came as quite a shock to us when she collapsed. She, uh, he told journalists the director was 
angry at first, telling her that she ruined the shot. However, when it became clear that she really couldn't breathe, everyone became shocked. Uh, there was nothing that anyone could have done. Well, you could have not came in her mouth <laughs> yeah. 30 times. Bukaki is a word meaning to splash rudely, which I think is... Uh, an understatement. That's an so, understatement. That uh, o- obituary... Um, suddenly passed. Uh, yeah. Uh, surrounded by friends. I don't. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was at home today. I was at home today reading that article, going, "Oh man, this is so funny, but really sad, but like pretty funny." And then I was reading it here, and I was going, "This is really bad." This is really bad. And so I was waiting for you to be like, Chair, let's move on. But then you went, took it too far. You took it too far, Braddy. Took it too goddamn far. What would they put on the headstone? Oh, my God. I, I honestly, I don't know. That, but that is, that, is, that is crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. yeah. Came home. No, no, that's too no. Okay. Holy fuck, guys. <laughs> let's move on. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's move on. I feel really bad for that little lady now. I feel horrible. The, no, think of the 30 men who have to live with that for the rest of their lives. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Do you think that most of them quit? No. No? Fuck, I know I would. That's horrible. Therapy. Okay, let's Therapy. move forward. I feel really horrible that I brought that up. Uh, sorry if I bummed anyone out. Uh, also, that was from The Onion, so we're all good, right? It actually, it's, it, it actually is true. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, last time we did this live show, we had a little, we had a little game that we played, um, and that game was... Would You Rather? Babe, Would You Rather? Oh, I yeah. put the babe in front of it just to make it kind of cute. <laughs> Uh, do you want to play a little game before we move on to another I would love to. I've been cooking mine all day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, show me what you're cooking, babe. Okay. Um, would you rather give the world's best orgasms, but one out of ten times it's a fatal? Holy shit. Or uh, you re- every orgasm you receive personally is... Uh, the best orgasm that's ever happened on the planet, but... That uh, I receive. That you receive. Got it, got it. But, um, but every time you lose, you, you, uh, you shit yourself immediately. <laughs> Holy shit. Take a life or shit my pants. <laughs> so, so, okay, so I'm giving, I'm dish, I'm doling out the best orgasms on the planet, but one out of every 10 is a death. Yeah. Is it, is it like the, the 10th one, every time it's the 10th one is the death, or is it like, is it like Russian it's roulette of like of, statistics? It's one out of 10. Oh, fuck, okay. I was going to say, because I was like, if I had control over it, it would be like, oh, well, then we just put it to good use and. <laughs> like euthanasia? 
Yeah, or yeah, exactly. Some kind of yeah, euthanasia? exactly. Like yeah, like That's someone's good. like, I'm I'm good dying of terminal cancer. I know I'm gonna like I'm gonna select doctor assisted suicide, and I'd be like, well, if you want. <laughs> I'll give you the best lay of your life, and that's how you go. And they'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So Sorry. I can't do that? No, it's random. Shit. I'll shit, my, I'll shit myself, whatever. Okay. Yeah. I mean... That's so selfish. I feel like if I did that, I would be, it would be hard to keep a relationship going. Um, that's right, Becca. Thank that you, is Becca. right, Becca. Sorry. Um, yeah, I'd probably, sh- I'd probably shit myself. I mean, I don't want to kill anybody. I don't want to kill anybody who doesn't want to get killed. You know? I, just, I just feel like people would be clamoring. Word would get out. People would be clamoring over themselves to sleep with you. Like people with, you know, personal wishes to be in a better place would be like trying to sleep with you because there was a chance that that could be. Wait, there's a movie about this. Is there? This. Yeah. What's it called? Good luck, Chuck fucks people and and kills them. And he's a total dirtbag, right? And he lives in like a shack. And they die when he bangs them. Oh, that's a, uh, he's just real good. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. a great movie. All right, well, I'd still shit myself. I, I I would I'd be down to feel that 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 euphoria just to shit myself. Yeah, I think I love you because of how selfless you are. Yes, thank you. That's yeah. why I love you too. Um, <laughs> Okay, well, all right, here's mine. Um, if you were to be found um, dead, there's a lot of death in this fucking episode. <laughs> Holy shit. So, so, far, so you're good. found dead, okay? Yeah. But you're found dead, caught in what you were enjoying as a sex act by your parents. Okay. They find you. You always want to involve my parents. I know. Because it makes because it makes it ten times harder to decide. <laughs> so you're found by your parents dead, but you're in the midst of autoerotic asphyxiation, which I you, enjoy in theory. Okay, for this, right? Right. Or I feel bad for saying this, but you were caught dead on the set of a Bukaki movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, by my come parents. on. Really? By my parents? Yeah, yeah. Your parents find you in both situations. <laughs> which which one's better? Um, How many people are unsubscribing to our podcast right now? <laughs> Fucking gross. Am I... Okay, so the autoerotic asphyxiation usually happens when people are alone doing that. Yeah, yeah. You're alone. Partner. Yeah. All right, as of like a, I, you know what? I'm going to go with Bukaki again. This wow. was my answer to the question last time wow. you asked me, yeah. would you rather? Last okay. time he asked me whether I'd rather have my parents see a video of me masturbating or being Bukaki'd by a bunch of homeless yeah. men. It was P. It was P last time. Oh, peed. Right. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, so yeah. you're found covered in cum yeah. dead. Because I feel like auto asphyxiation it could probably be some time I could probably be there for a few days before my parents stumble right, along with right, Bukaki right. I mean obviously there's some bystanders right <laughs> so it's gonna you know I'm still gonna look like myself I'm gonna be you know mm, I don't know if you're gonna <laughs> look like yourself <laughs> a little wet yeah 
Okay. That's what I choose. Well, that was fun. That's what I'm choosing. All right. Well, let's let's move this right along. We started a little bit late. Uh, I I don't want to go too too far before yeah. we hit our intermission because yeah. I feel like people are a little bit thirsty. I know I am. Um, we have a little game. So I don't know if anybody sees this up here, but there, we've got a Wee Vibe sink. God damn. How sweaty do I look right now? It's because I got a Wee Vibe up my butt. And Bridie's actually been controlling it since we've been up here. Don't put that on me. Okay. Um, so we're going to play a little game and give, uh, give away a Wee Vibe to a lucky contestant. But, but, it requires some participation. So we need two volunteers. I can't really see that well. I saw one hand go up over here. That's Craig and Kara. Get your butt up here. Let's do it. All right, we got. So that microphone over there will be your. Oh wait. No, no, we're not going to embarrass you. Don't worry about it. So basically, I'm going to give you each a clipboard, and I forgot to grab pens. So I have these two old show lipsticks that I'm never going to wear anymore. Thank you. Don't judge me for wearing these shades. Um, it's costume designers. So, Bridie, you came up with this game. It's kind of a, it's kind of a, a Boulder Dash-esque uh, game, but based around paraphilias. Want to let everyone know what a paraphilia is? A paraphilia is an atypical, it's a fetish, essentially, an atypical attraction to something. Um, and Boulder Dash is, I don't know if you know the game, but it's where we present you with uh, a few different definitions, and you choose the one that you think belongs to the word. Uh, well, yeah, so, so the word is symphorophilia. 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 Okay, so Symph- I'm going to read to you definitions. And you choose the one that you think it is. I'm going to give you three. All right, so definition one is uh, licking the eyeballs. Okay. Um, definition number two is... Witnessing or staging disasters. Wait, what? Like car accidents, yeah. Causing things, accidents, major accidents. Whoa. Um, And to get your rocks off? Yeah, yeah. Whoa. Um, And then definition number three is arousal to caverns, crevices, and valleys. (laughs) Everyone's like, oh, ooh. I like caverns. <laughs> By the way, all of these are paraphilias. Real paraphilias. Real ones. Okay. All right, Kara, I want to see yours. Three, two, one. What did you think? Two. All right. Staging, Staging disasters. disasters. All right. Craig? Two. two. Ooh. Staging oh. disasters. Did you look at her sheet? All right. Bridie, what is it? You are both correct. Oh. All right, let's hit the next one. Climacophilia. 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 Arousal to poetry. Arousal Ooh. to stone and gravel. Arousal to falling downstairs. <laughs> Dude, that gets me so hard. <laughs> Falling downstairs, I'll you know? Repeat. Poetry, arousal to stone and gravel, or arousal to falling downstairs. We'll start with Craig. 
Let's see what you got. Number three, falling down the stairs. Is that what that is? Falling down the stairs. Falling down the stairs, boners. And Kara? Oh, shit. That's not, is that what it is? You fuckers are cheating. You're both correct. Whoa. Wow. It makes sense. Climb. Climb. It's like stairs. Climacophilia. Yeah, yeah, there you go. That makes sense. You guys are smart. You're really smart. Why'd you pick such smart All right, people? let's see the next one. Or- o- Oromashi. Oromashi. Omorashi. Omorashi. That's, yeah, yeah, I can't read. Okay. Um, so, uh, we have immersing genitals in liquids. We have uh, having a full bladder. Both liquids, actually. Oh. Um, and uh, being cold or watching other people that are cold. Jeremy, I know you're super into that. I'm super not into two of those things. I hate when my bladder is full, and I hate being cold. And what I hate more than anything on the entire planet is having my bladder full when I'm cold. <laughs> I fucking hate whatever this is, for sure. Oops. Craig, you got one? Uh, that was a bladder? The cold. Yeah, being cold. Oh, wait. Wasn't oh, wait. three cold? Oh, three is cold. Do you want cold? Do you want cold or you no, want bladder? You want bladder. bladder. Ah, yes. I got, got it. it. Full bladder. Kara? <laughs> Dipping your balls in liquid. Or genitals or, or in general. Vaginas or genitals. Um, the correct answer is arousal from having a full bladder and or wetting oneself or seeing someone else experience a full bladder or wet themselves. So, Craig, you're correct. Hey, correct. there we go. All right. <laughs> Craig takes the lead. One and oh. Okay. We've got two more. Here we go. Still a chance to take it, Kara. Coolrophilia. Coolrophilia. <laughs> Coolrophilia. Coolrophilia. Um, so we have <laughs> arousal to the hot of hellfire and damnation. <laughs> arousal to a person of extreme stature, either giant or dwarf, or uh, climbs, clowns, mimes, or gesture, jesters. Oh, I can get behind that. So hellfire and damnation. Um, extreme stature or uh, mimes and gestures and clowns? Colorophilia. Hellfire and damnation. Yeah, I like that. What does that even mean? Like you get, you get off on the, the thought of like, um, like Satan coming up and taking over? Yeah. Kara, what do you got? Number, Number two, two, which is? Uh, uh, extreme stature. Giant or dwarf. Okay. Number one, damnation and hellfire. Bridie, what is it? I'm sorry, both of you, but it's clowns, mimes, and jesters. Wow. Told ya. I I did get these definitions. I got got these from a pretty reputable uh, source from Wikipedia, and... uh, But then I looked it up on Urban Dictionary, and it says that the most likely reason behind this is because of lack of childhood. Oh, owie. Lack of childhood. God, this is the saddest podcast on on iTunes. (laughs) Subscribe, rate, and review. Give us five stars. (laughs) All right, we got... Do we have one more? We got one more. Wait, do we each have a point at this point? No. You've got two. You've got one. So, Kara, this is your chance to tie it up. And if you tie it up, we'll there's, have a we have one thing to 
be the tiebreaker, which we haven't figured out. So, yeah. so. lilapsophilia, lilapsophilia, lilapsophilia. Sounds like a someone's niece. Okay, I'm just gonna give it. Lilapsophilia. <laughs> no, too far. Got it. Thank you. Here's what you got: tornadoes, archery, or learning. Attraction to tornadoes, tornadoes attraction to archery, Arrows uh, get you hot. attraction to learning, or arousal from. Yeah, that's the full definition. Lilapsophilia. T- tornadoes, archery, or learning. How does that work, getting turned on by archery? Like watching someone pull back a bow and, and release? Oh, let. Okay, all right, got it. Somebody, somebody in the audience knows what's up. It. I'm into it. Muscle definition. Uh-huh. Tornadoes, archery, learning. All right, five seconds. Five, four, three, two, and one. Craig? Three. Learning. Two. Oh, my God. Here we go. Oh, I'm sorry. It's to... Tornadoes. Wow. God, how stoked were those people when Twister came out? Yeah. Like, oh. Well, thank you guys. Let's give them a round of applause for coming up. Craig, uh, that We Vibe is now yours to do with as you please. Yeah. We only used it the one time. Fun little sex toy there. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I think that uh, that brings us to the to, intermission. To the intermission. Um, Anyone getting their balls waxed while we're at, on intermission? Nah. Today? Last time we were here, I got my butthole waxed, and it was uh, great. I don't think we're doing any of that crap this time. No. <laughs> Thank you very much. Still silky smooth. That's right. Um, we do have some questions. Maybe we'll save them for later. Yep. Take a break, take a pee, grab a drink, tip your bartender. We'll be back in about uh, 15. Hope you all got uh, nice and nice and toasted there on the break. Hope you tipped your bartender, bartenders. Um, so, I am very, very excited to uh, to present tonight's guest. Um, some of you may know this gentleman. He is a longtime good friend of mine. Uh, you may know him of uh, from. A pretty notable little thing he was up to for the last year, a little project he was up to, and uh, he's actually here to talk to us tonight about his diaper fetish. Please put your hands together for Mr. Dave Culligan. Now, Dave, I'm, I'm just, just fucking kidding. with you. I'm just fucking with you, dude. Stay there. God, did you almost shit your diaper right there? <laughs> nah, Dave's not going to be our guest today. Uh, 
I had to. I had to get you once. I had to get you at least once. Uh, I was uh, hoping it was going to be the the man man kissing bit. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. <laughs> We've had a couple kisses. We've had a, a couple kisses in our time. Are you coming up for it right now? Let's do it. Aww. I just tested positive for chlamydia in the mouth. Uh, you might want to get checked. All right. All right, let's... <laughs> Dude, you got wet kisses, bro. <laughs> You're like a sponge right now. I don't think you can tell. I know. Um, actually, our guest tonight is someone that uh, we met uh, th- through my f- through family at a wedding, actually, and our introductory conversation uh, was pretty um, impactful to me, and uh, so we're going to bring her up. And just so you know, there's just a little, we don't usually do this, but a little trigger warning. We're probably going to dive into a little bit of conversation about sexual assault, so if it, that is something that um, uh, triggers you at any point in the conversation and you need to step out, feel free to do so or hold the hand of the person sitting next to you if that feels appropriate as well. Um, let us bring up our good, new, and good friend, Melanie. <laughs> two drinks, two drinks. Two drink, Melanie. Yeah, you, yeah, feel free to pull that mic on over there. There always, you go. I always pull it away. Hi. Hi. Hey, Melanie, Hello. how you doing? Wonderful, thank you. How is everyone? Really good. <laughs> I had a wedgie coming down the stairs. I hope you all enjoyed that. <laughs> are you redhead? Are you extra warm in this room? Like, are, are I'm so glad that's where the conversation hot? went because I, I don't. I've listened to your show, so when the question starts with, "So you're a redhead," Does I wasn't anticipating heat. I was, Isn't that the question you're supposed to ask? Yeah, that, that was what we were going to ask. So, what color is your pubic hair? Everybody <laughs> wants to know. Matches the drape. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. But I if you were, knew it. I fucking knew it. <laughs> but if you were a douchebag on Tinder, I would have been like, you're a douchebag, and I would never talk to you again. Uh, do, is that a question you get on Tinder? Yeah, and it's not a question that anyone oh, wow. should ask. Uh, like, this is a lovely, safe environment that I feel <laughs> totally comfortable talking about the color of my pubes in. Uh, but for the record, everyone, don't ask. <laughs> but, if you have to ask, that means you haven't seen it yet, which means you don't have a right. Now, what if, but what if, for comedic effect... You uh, you matched with someone who had brown hair, and you asked that question. <laughs> yeah. I feel like they go ask it before <laughs> they ask you. I think is the approach. Yeah. I don't know. I used to always, I used to think I was really funny, and every time someone asked me that question, I'd be like, "Does the carpet match your face?" And it doesn't make any sense. Carpet burn. Again. Yeah. Oh carpet my burn. God. <laughs> so I'm no. not sure if I would ever think to ask someone that question just because it's such a ridiculous one. It's, but no, I am not more hot than anyone else in this room, I am sure. There's very many hot people here, to be honest. It's pretty steamy. Holy yeah, shit. Pretty steamy. You look uh, very nice tonight. Melanie, when was, the, uh, when was the last time you, you, you uh, went to, uh, I, I like to call it Bone Town. Um, there's other names for it, I'm sure, but uh, I like to kind of keep it a little bit um, Is that academic. Uh, yeah, yeah, but Bone Town, Ontario. Have you been there? Uh, do you know it? When was the last time you had sex? Uh, a couple days ago. Sweet. It's fantastic. Yeah. Thank Great. you very much. What Great. time of day? This is important. Think. 
Mid-afternoon. Yes. That's Brady's time. Yeah. You said time. 2 p.m. You got your coffee. That's right. 2 to 3 p.m. Hot and ready to go. Yeah. Are you a morning sex person? As long as you don't wake me up. Oh, my God. <laughs> if I'm awake, please mm-hmm. go nuts. What a lovely way to start the day. But if you wake me up with a dick in my back, I'm going to be like, buddy, my dreams are better than this. <laughs> And not always, but usually my dreams are pretty good. But just don't be considerate. Like, don't, don't wake people up. Pardon me. I love sleeping, so please don't ever wake me up for anything. Less <laughs> I love being woken up to be aroused. I love that. How often does that happen? Not often. <laughs> you know, maybe it's never happened, so really I don't know. I probably actually hate it. Um, all right, cool. Well, Hi. Yeah. Hello. Everyone. How are you? Hello. I'm great. Thank you. Are you um, in a relationship? Yes. I am. Okay. So your partner that you had sex with a couple of days ago is probably your partner that you're in a relationship with. Yeah. Okay. Great. Good to Can know. You imagine if I said no, I'd be like, mm, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, just you know about that. Yeah. yeah. So we said we wouldn't talk about that. Yeah. No, absolutely. He's wonderful. Nice. And that's all I'll say on the matter. Thank you. How long much. have you guys been together, you and your your partner, right now? Uh, about two months. And uh, that's so it's fresh. phase. Very fresh. Yeah, no, it's wonderful. Did you? How soon into the relationship can I ask? Uh, did you start sleeping together? No, this is really personal. Guys. <laughs> oh no, really? Guys, okay. There's some privacy here. Do it's you... Still, don't ruin my honeymoon phase for fuck's sake. He's fucking here. <laughs> God damn it. Well, let's take it back then. Let's go back to uh, let's go back to younger Melanie. When was the, we know that the last time you had sex was a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. When was the first time you had sex? It was such a sad day. Oh, oh no. I waited a long time to lose my virginity. How and old I, were you? I was about 22. And I like immediately regretted it as soon oh, as I wow. stuck it in. I was like, oh, fuck, really? That's it? And like, <laughs> the thing with the, like holding on to your virginity for so, and I'm not saying that 22 is a long time and, and. And my experience doesn't speak for everyone. That's a, that's kind of a long time. I mean, compared to, well, okay. So how about this little little audience poll? And y- you know, feel free not to add to it. But I feel like it would be kind of cool if you did, since we're all just talking about it anyway. But who lost their virginity at or before sixteen years old? Round of, round of applause. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you got, don't raise your hands. Don't out yourselves like that. Yeah. That's my little sister. That, my little sister's here. How fucking weird is that? I'm Tash, shocked. How old, Tash, how old were you when you lost your virginity? I tried to wait till 16, but I was Valentine's Day. You little <laughs> it floozy. It was Valentine's Day, though. There's some... You were a little floozy in high school, I remember. Yes, you were. <laughs> I know it. I had conversations with the boys that were younger than me. I kept I kept checking up. I was like, "Hey, Natasha, is she is they she sexual?" Wished. Yeah. They wished. They wished. Okay. All right. Jeremy, so, this is beyond creepy. So m- most people, most people, there was a lot of uh, reaction there. How about this? Um, at or after eighteen? Don't raise your hand. Just applaud. Woo! Okay. At or after twenty? Yay! Okay. At or after twenty-two? So, not not to like not to not to make you feel shitty about it. Not to virginize you, Melanie, or anything. But, I, but I'm the virginator. I think that that is. I think that is quite late. You yeah. know, out of a, out of an audience of about a hundred and nine. Uh, not bragging about it or anything, but um, sold out show. What's up? Um, you're the only one, and that's. I, th- I feel like that is kind of late. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, you know what? Thank you. It felt hot. It felt hot because I had I was like the makeout queen, but I had no problem being like, I'm not fucking you, by the way. And they'd be like, okay. And then we would go back to making out because that was that was my thing, I guess. I don't know. But uh, the longer I held out, and it wasn't for any specific reason. It was just because I didn't particularly like these guys enough. And I wasn't holding it for love. It wasn't religion. It wasn't parental pressure. My parents were actually worried about me because I had so many guy friends. I remember once they told me to audition for the uh, vagina monologues, and I was like, Mom, a virgin. And she's like, oh, me and your father were so worried. And I was like, for fuck's sakes. Worried what? Because Graham, I hung out with Graham, Nick, and Marcus every night, but we were just smoking pot in my garage. We, uh, weren't, we weren't doing it. She thought you were... She, <laughs> was she worried that you were sleeping with all of them? Yeah, or also, alternatively... Uh, the only, I was grounded a lot, and the only time they would let me out if I was on a date. So I'd be like, Mom, Chris Palin asked me to watch the fireworks. Can we go? And Bruce, let her go. Let her go. So like, they wanted me to get laid, but they also <laughs> didn't want me to get laid. They wanted me to be normal, but not so normal that... Uh, I have no idea what they wanted you, for me, actually. Did you go on... Like, I remember... <laughs> actually, I fucking don't, yeah, know. I don't know. I still don't know. I went on birth control when I was 15 because I had this boyfriend and I was pretty sure that like this was a person I was going to lose my virginity to. <laughs> and I remember telling my stepmother that like, I was like, what would you say if I told you that I wanted to go on birth control? And she, she just like, you know, she's a minister. So she... Um... So the answer was no. <laughs> yeah. I know. And she, you know, she grit her teeth and, and whatever. And I took care of it. I got on the pill or whatever. But did you get on the pill when you were in your, te- in your teens? Or no, any- not at no? all. No. In fact, the first time I had sex, it was the man that I thought I was super in love with. And I told him flat out before we had sex, I was like, listen, I'm a virgin and you're going to get it. As if it was like some kind of gift I was bestowing. You're going to get it. <laughs> you're going to get it. Anyway, so it was like two months into our relationship and we were <laughs> holding hands one morning and he was like, would you like to have sex? And I was like, okay. So we walked hand in hand to the drugstore, bought condoms, walked hand in hand back to my room. He put a condom on and tried to stick it in immediately. And I was like, was nothing is working in this situation. <laughs> So I didn't know really what birth control was or was for. Or oh, fuck, that song makes me sound so stupid. I obviously knew what birth control was for. It controls your births. <laughs> uh, it's a whole it's kind of in the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't until I was in a very serious relationship uh, a year later that I was that I went on a pill. And they they fucked me up, man. But I've been on the Nuva Ring for ten years now. And ladies, I recommend it. The fuck is that? The Nuva what ring. the what? Nuva the Nuva, Nuva ring? ring? It's a little tiny The one ring t- the, the one, one ring? ring? Yeah. Keep it safe. Keep it precious. Ooh. Uh you stick it up. Uh you take it out once every three weeks to have your uh your your menses. Hold on. Moon. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Calls it. I I'm already lost. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> like talk to me like I am an idiot because I am. I thought an I was idiot. No. you stick. You, you Sorry. <laughs> no no no. You go. Ah, you know. You stick it up and take it out. Stick it up uh, to what? Like what? It's, what, a, it's like, a ring that you that you insert into your vagina and like then up it, like it, up to the cervix. Well, as far as it'll go, just just just. How okay? Sorry. Okay. How different is that? I know, and all the women are like, "What a fucking dummy." <laughs> But I can guarantee there's at least one. Yeah, you're nodding your head. I, so, how is this different from a um, a a I, IUD? I almost said UTI. IUD. So who's the idiot now? Yeah, you. <laughs> 
So, so an IUD is way further up. Yes, that actually goes into the cervix. The ring just kind of. The is ring it all right? Just, I love it. I'm on my second one. So the the Your I the, okay. the ring just goes up and just kind of floats in space. Yeah, you can feel it, and then not in space. Oh wow! Your vagina is not the cosmos. Okay, <laughs> it's not like. It's getting hotter. <laughs> It goes, it go. you insert it, it, sec- it secretes the chemicals that taking a pill every day would, and then after three weeks of it being there, you remove it and have your period, and then you insert another one back up. And for someone as forgetful as me who hates pills, uh, it's amazing, but UTI is, oh my god, IUD. I point to you. Yeah, um, just grab a UTI, guys. So you never essenti- want to have sex again. It's a perfect birth control. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, it's, it's pumping out hormones it's yes. it's it's doing less of like really covering the cervix and doing more of a pumping it's a hormones. chemical yeah okay. it's like it's a chemical that makes sense to me. i got control. that yeah. yeah okay got it where were we i'm with you i don't know <laughs> i'm with you okay. i just wanted to know if like you had the talk with your parents like at a no young never age and that, no god never. no my parents gave me a book when i was about seven and it was called one two three puberty and i still clap <laughs> it came with a video uh, and then my mom said, if you have any questions, dear, ask your father. I'm like, fuck, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Never. This is, this is not happening. doing that. So no. I found out what a BJ was when Lynn Kenny told me I was going to give Brian one in grade seven. A beach. A beach. Brian? Was Brian. Brian? Uh, Brian? Brian? Thoughts on that, Brian? Brian? Sh- <laughs> he was pretty good. <laughs> oh, okay, it was grade seven. I mean, come on. Well, this might be a good segue. All right. Um, uh, your first, I, I know we, we spoke the other night, your first BJ wasn't a great experience. He told me I had to do it or he wouldn't drive me home. Oh. Ooh. That's assault, brother. But I didn't know it was assault. Mm. That's, I think that that's a really, this got really serious really fast, but at least we're not talking about Bukaki deaths anymore. <laughs> yeah, shit, I really fucked that up, didn't I? <laughs> uh, I didn't, I knew it, I knew it felt wrong, I knew it was bad, um, but I called, he finally drove me home at 4 a.m. after I, I did it, because I was an hour away from my house, and mm. that's how I was going to get home. I remember saying, uh, fine, fuck you, and then I did it. After like an hour of him shoulder pushing my head, or shoulder, I thought shoulder pushing was normal. I thought that that was a a normal thing. I can't believe how much of a virgin I was. Holy shit! How old, how old were you at this point? Uh, Twenty, twenty-one. So this was still virg- virginity territory. This, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I should have watched porn a lot earlier, but maybe that would have fucked me up even more. Who knows? Yeah, don't watch but, porn um, for sex yeah. ed. Yeah. <laughs> We're learning. That's not great sex well, ed material. No, it's not. But it was better than one, two, three, puberty. <laughs> <laughs> At what point? My book was called What's Happening to Me. <laughs> Do you remember what mom and dad read us? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Right above the penthouse and yeah, uh, something else that he was reading. Um, wh- at what point did you realize? You said you didn't realize that it was assault at the mo- in the moment. I knew it was wrong. I knew it was bad. But if you were to call it sexual assault, I'd be like, what? I've been sexually assaulted. Right. When, when did that become a thing? Maybe only even in the last three years when the language changed about, about activity or about um, sexual assault. Yeah. And, right. uh, and what it actually entails. So um, even like I was raped a few years ago, and I didn't even know that until my doctor was like, "Well, you were raped," and I was like, "Nah, 
I was like, I just had sex when I didn't want to. Like you, the length, right? The, but the the um, the conversation has shifted so much that we're able to use these words without it being. Um, Without it putting you in such a, a, a weird place, I don't, I don't know. But the idea of being a rape victim is something that you never thought you would be or, or that you consider yourself. So you refuse that word. Mm. You say it's not rape, it's not sexual assault. And, uh, and even my best friend, who I call after that first uh, blowjob, <laughs> fucking asshole. Um, uh, I called my best friend the moment I got home on her boyfriend's cell phone because it was like the fucking 90s. We didn't have cell phones. And, uh, and she, when I woke up, she was sitting in my bed the next morning and uh, she had my hand in her hand and she was like, oh, sweetie, are you all right? She's like, what happened? And that's how she talks. I'm not making fun of her. Um, and I was like, Jilly. And I told her and, and then uh, she said, uh, did you swallow? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, she's like, "Good girl, like, you're fine," and that was the end of the conversation. Like, right. you, it wasn't as if I was forced to give a blowjob. I gave a blowjob correctly. It just happened. That was you, right. You that did, was it. Right. So it was like years later until I was like, "Oh, that fucking dick." Did you ever? Uh, I mean, years later, right? So it's 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 been it's been a long time. Did you ever? Do you know who that is? Like today? Like yeah. You, and did you ever call them out on it? No. Do you think you would? Uh, this, is, this is embarrassing, but my version of getting back at him for that, because I knew it was wrong. I didn't know what it was, but I knew it was wrong. So my virgin, vir- my virgin, <laughs> my version of getting back at him at the time was to invite him to my house, which was an hour away from his house, uh, make out with him until he suggested that we turn the lights on, off, until he said, like, we should turn the lights off. And I stood up and I said, get the fuck out. <laughs> that was my... Oh, that like, happened? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. Well, well, I don't know if it's wow or anything. I was kind of like, yeah, yeah. And then you, sh- like, you, you slash his tires. No. You shat in his back seat. No, I just made him get a boner and then I told him to leave. Like, I don't know how cool that was. I don't know how... Uh, well, he was probably bummed out. Good. Yeah. Good. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Good. Fuck if him. If the least I can do is bum you out a bit and give you a bit of blue balls yeah. on your way home back to Hamilton, uh, then yeah, I guess we're okay. Next time, shit in his back seat. Guaranteed, he'll be way more than bummed. No? I don't know if you okay. understand revenge very well. Try lighting it on fire. Clearly, I've heard that do that's I. really good. Neither do I. If thanks, that's my thanks, my sense thanks, of revenge, yeah, shit in his back seat. Embarrass the crap out of yourself on his purpose, personal property. It explains so many of our arguments. <laughs> well, I, I'll, uh, I'll fucking teach uh, you, Bridie. <laughs> Just open the pillowcase. <laughs> Poop on your like, side of the bed. Big B. Our dog. I mean, yeah, I think the dog got up there and just like opened the pillowcase and shit. All right. We talked about this a little bit last night or the other night when we were chatting about it and uh, and I was remembering some of my, like my first like I had a, my first sexual partner was my only sexual partner for probably a couple of years and I remember times when I'm like I don't feel like fucking doing this right now but I'm doing it and I feel like that has a different it's not assault at that point but it's like there is there's a there's like a responsibility um, that. I hope you feel now to be like, I'm actually not into this right now. Whereas when when we were growing up, it was just like, well, nobody ever talked to us about consent. So it was just like, well, 
you're no. doing this now, and it's supposed to be an enjoyable thing, so just Rape do it. was strictly a dark alley with a smelly man with a knife. Mm. Yeah. Your boyfriend raping you? That was unheard of. Mm-hmm. And this was only 15 years ago, right? Mm. Like, but so much has changed since then in the conversation, so we're lucky. But I'm sure that there are still many people who go along with it, whether, like, they, you wouldn't really consider it enough. rape, but, like... Yeah. Are you guys, uh, are, I know you are, um, but is, there, is anybody here familiar with uh, Kinley Dowling. Dowling? I always want to say Kinley Darling because of Helena, but Kinley Dowling. Is anybody, like, round of applause if you're familiar with her or not. So. She's, uh, she's part of a band called Hey Rosetta. Anybody know Hey Rosetta? Okay. So Kinley is the violinist for Hey Rosetta or the fiddlist for Hey Rosetta. She's the babe in Hey Rosetta. She's the babe there, yeah. And uh, she just uh, released her first solo album. And it's it's actually fucking incredible. She's so good. But she, coming back to this revenge thing. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. She was raped when she was um, in high school uh, by this guy. And she wrote a song about it on her newest album. Called Microphone. Called Microphone. And before she... Like, you you know, you hear stuff and it's like very PSA-y and you're like, I don't think I can enjoy that song. Mm. But this is like, it's a fucking killer song. And the music video is out of control. So, so good. And so she writes this song that very explicitly is like, hey, what's up, fucker? You raped me. And... I'm going to haunt you. I'm going to haunt you for the rest of your life. (laughs) And she sent it to him before she released the album and was just like, just so you know, this is you. And I hope you never forget what you did. And she released the album and it, that song is her fucking hit single from the album. It's amazing. what's, yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's actually amazing. If you have a moment, search it up. Microphone, Kinley. And she and a, and a couple of other islanders, they're from PEI, which is where I'm from, and uh, they've done some really great work about talking about um, bringing consent conversations into high schools, junior yeah. highs, and all over Prince Edward Island, which is making a part of a curriculum for sex ed because of it. So, woo. Mm. <laughs> So to, just to come back to, you know, you, you kind of brushed over something that we, we didn't really dive into, and we don't have to dive into it fully, um, but you were saying that not too long ago you were sexually assaulted, um, but you didn't, you didn't know it at the time, and your doctor was the one who told you, or was that the, was yeah. that the shoulder pusher fucker? No, it was, um, it was a friend at a cottage, and we had had sex before, like many times, like all throughout whatever, he was just kind of a constant party buddy, I guess. And I invited him up to a cottage for a weekend. And I had just had an abortion, actually, like three weeks earlier. So when I invited him up there, it was kind of like all like sexy, like, yeah, for sure, it'll be fun, like, mm, sex in the lake. Mm. Seaweed. <laughs> Leeches. But then after I had... <laughs> after I had the abortion, I made it very clear that, like, like, I'm not scared of your gun, but your bullets can go nowhere near me. Like, mm. I made it very clear that there was to be no, no sex. And he did not listen or did not care. And uh, I woke up the second night because he was fucking me. And I remember grabbing, like, 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 no, like, I don't even 
it was probably exactly that noise, actually. <laughs> um, and then I, I grabbed a blanket and a bottle of whiskey and my pack of cigarettes, and I went to the deck, and I didn't leave there until, like, 11 o'clock the next morning. And then my friend asked me why I was being such a cunt. And I remember being like, we had sex last night, and I didn't agree to it. And her solution was to be like, here, have a beer. Like, so, like, it was mm. brushed over. It was, I was supposed to, I, was, I had to stay there for the next three days with these people and pretend that everything was fine. And, like, I, I slept on the couch, and... I remember some really horrible moments of just being, like, fucking hammered in the middle of this, like, dirt road in, in Muskoka just because I needed to get... Anyway, when I realized that I couldn't sleep when I got back and, like, uh, all these uh, PTSD symptoms that I didn't realize were associated with that, I just knew that nothing was okay. Nothing was okay in my body or my mind, and I told my doctor, and she's like, well, you were raped. And I was like, no, no. No, I wasn't. Anyway. So even up to that point, you didn't, you didn't see I, it as that? Because it wasn't a dark stranger in an alley. Because it wasn't violent. Because right. it, it was something that I woke up to, and then I mm. left the situation. Do you know what I mean? And even still, with, with the conversations that I've had with friends, um, my best friend, two days afterwards, when I got home, said, what did you expect to happen? So, like... I, I had... <laughs> How long ago was this? Three years. Four okay. years. Four years ago. Yeah. Oh, wait, Our, no, five years. Hey. Yeah, there you go. Sweet. Time Getting helps. older. No, time heals all wounds. I yeah. Guess. Well, I was going to yeah. ask, how are you, how are you uh, managing that today? Like, is that... You were saying that you had some PTSD symptoms and, and like, it really, you know, kind of fucking rocked you. How are you... How are you now? Uh... When you combine the the abortion with the rape and then the best friend, oh, she didn't just say, what did you expect to happen? In the same conversation, she also told me um, that everyone thought my abortion was annoying because I didn't cry enough. I didn't make it easy for them to give me sympathy. So those three things, like losing my all of my friend group because I couldn't trust or, or know if I could trust anybody, um, the rape and then the abortion, all of those three things defined me for so long. Mm. So I would try and date again. <coughs> but like on the first date, I'd be like a crying mess because I would be like, you need to know these things about me and I need to know if you're pro-choice mm-hmm. or I need to know if you think that these things are okay. Um, because, yeah, those, those three things, I don't know how to say it in any other way, but they utterly defined me. There was no other way I could think about myself because it affected me so hard. Mm. And they were all so close together. Oh, my God. Within three, four weeks, three weeks. That's fucking crazy. And you don't feel like they define you anymore? No. I can't tell you how much the support I have um, since then and that I have now. And, uh, and the... <laughs> Where has that... Where has that support come from? Like, what, it, where, like where, where, what changed for you to get that support? Was that something you sought for yourself, or was that something well, that I just did go to, I did happened? go to counseling, and uh, after a few sessions, I couldn't go anymore. She told me that I had killed my baby, and I needed to write it in an apology letter. Oh! Oh! <laughs> like, who? What? Ugh. Was that a doctor here? Yeah. Nah, well, let's not go into that, but... Fuck that person. Um, she said other hurtful things and... and uh, Oh, so- my God. <laughs> what? That's a doctor? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, so uh, if you... Please listen if you need help, if you're going to get help. 
do not listen to the first person who tells you anything. Make yeah. sure that, like, I understand that you can't just hear what you want to hear, that that's not helpful either, but make sure they're not harming you more. Mm. Um, like, I actually wrote that fucking letter. That bothers me so much. Uh, but, yeah, but she... So, I guess the help that I was looking for came just through time, you know, and... Uh, and writing, I, I write a lot, and, and that was helpful. It was, it was seriously separating myself from, from everybody. And that was really hard because I needed friends. I absolutely was at a point where I needed friends. So for me to just cut everybody out was almost impossible. So mm-hmm. I would say, you might have thought my abortion was annoying, but you didn't tell me that to my face, so I will forgive you. So like I would be friends with people that I shouldn't have been friends with for longer. But I had a really stable relationship about a year and a half afterwards. And um, he wasn't the most supportive man in the world, but he let me cry and he didn't go away. And that was exactly what I needed. I wasn't, I probably could have used more, but (coughs) at the time, like that was, that was more than enough. Um, They're there. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's. <laughs> I was like, where do you want to go from here? Yeah, I was like, let's lighten things up a bit. Let's talk about your abortion. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that's not light. Uh, but let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, we just recently did an episode on abortion on Sick Boy, and it was with someone who is actually like super young. How old, how old was that? I guess like twenty, twenty nineteen. Jesus Christ. Um, how old were you when you had your abortion? Twenty nine. 29, yeah. I had just turned 29. Um, I became pregnant on April 19th. Did you know? Could you tell? The moment. Yes. The moment. I've heard that. Well, let's talk about that night. Uh, (laughs) If you're okay with that. If you ever want sexy times, this time (laughs) with Holiday Inn is uh, pretty fertile. Because I think there's... I'm not kidding. It was seriously, I got knocked up at the Dartmouth Holiday Inn, and I'm not sure... If that is cool on my life's resume, I'm, I'm still working through that, whether or not I like that. Do you that. have a physical resume for your life? Because I do. <laughs> Every year of my life since I graduated from high school, I've listed all of the major pivotal events that have happened. Actually? To me. Oh, I do. Yeah. Physically? Like a, yeah, like little... it's on a Google, well, it's a Google Doc. Um, it's a Google Doc, and I was working on it on a flight one time, and I was just like updating it, and there was a guy sitting next to me, and he was like, this is really amazing that you have this. And we got into an incredible conversation about, you know, he was an American, and he had a son who was critically ill, and like the healthcare and whatever. It was the most, what, an incredible conversation, all because I was writing about the fact that I did this play on this date, or whatever, whatever. But um, What else is on there? I'm really curious. Like, what's like... What's something that on there? Oh, that you know, my cat died. Uh, I, you know, broke up with so and so. Started sleeping with you. Like whatever. You yeah, know, those yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> boring shit. You know. <laughs> you know what's not on there actually, and I I haven't actually said this out loud uh, on the podcast before, but I I've also had an abortion. And I didn't put that on my timeline. But I'm gonna have to go back to my. Oh, can you hand yeah. me that computer? I gotta yeah. get into my Google Docs for a second. Um, and uh, we've had, and that was a conversation we had at a wedding that I was like immediately came up, and I was like, oh, this is fucking great because. Um, 
I'm comfortable talking about this. Like, this is not a big deal for me. And then the other night when we were kind of rehashing, like, our experiences, I was like, the things that I remember, I was in Ontario at the time. I had many pregnancy scares where I thought, I'm from PEI, again, where abortion only became a, uh, a thing you could do there, like, two days ago, like, a year ago. Pretty much. Um but I was in Ontario, and, and uh, I am just my memory is like, call my sister and be like, listen, don't ask me any questions. This is happening. I need you to take care of it. <laughs> and she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, 100%. 100%. I had just started university. I was like, I got my life set out in front of me, and this is what's going to happen. And... Um, and the only only real other like memory too I have is telling you about it. We were just starting to hang out. It wasn't your baby. Obviously. We weren't even we weren't even like romantic. No, no. and we I were was just like, pals. Yeah, and I told you about it. And I was like, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, I didn't even have to tell my boyfriend. And you were like, you have to tell him. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I I didn't have to tell him. Like he knew. Like we both knew the second it happened. Like the second I got so, pregnant. Oh. I want to. I don't mean to go ahead. Yeah, no, 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 no. No, it, that, that, and then going in and the, the social worker being like, are you sure you're okay to do this? I'm like, yeah, no, like my mind's made up. Like I knew this ahead of time. She was because like, just in case you need any more convincing, it's more dangerous to carry a baby to term than to terminate a pregnancy. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's fine. It's, it's cool. I'm down to do this. Let's do it. Let's go. Melanie, what were you going to say there? Well, hold on a second. I, I, will, I do want to ask you a question, but I want to touch on this first that, uh, I had to wait two months before I was able to have an abortion. I knew mm. right away, but the doctors knew me wait two months. It was some kind of waiting period. And not everyone in, that I know who's had an abortion in Nova Scotia has experienced that. Some have had them right away. But I think it's because I knew so soon. Like, I hadn't even missed a period yet. Like, um, so, but there was a... I had to wait two months before I could have one. I had to go with blood tests, ultrasounds. And the idea that I had to go through a waiting period, like an are you sure period... And I just don't know how to explain to doctors or to lawmakers or to politicians that, of course you're fucking sure. Like, there's no doubt in your mind. Like, like if you choose this, that's your fucking choice. Like, chances are you've made that choice for a long time. Like, and I knew for a long time I was always pro-choice, which in no way prepared me for actually making the choice. But still, I knew that I was not prepared to have a baby. This is my choice. How dare you make me wait two months? Yeah, I mean, if you're making that choice, it's like, well, yes, I wouldn't come to you unless I wanted this baby not to be in me, you know, like, I mean, I'm I'm, maybe, maybe I'm sure, maybe I'm sure there's people out there who would make that decision. They go, wait, you know what? I've thought about it a little bit more, but like take someone for their fucking word. If they say I'm here to do this, don't insult my intelligence, don't insult my choices and, and fuck, I don't know, maybe a week maybe you want to make me wait, but don't make me wait. Two months is a long time. Being pregnant for two months against my will in a country where my right to choose is legally protected was fucking cruel. Yeah. That's the only thing I can say about it. It's fucking cruel. But do you actually, this is what I wanted to touch on with you, do you actually think that the partner should know? Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think that the, I think that the partner should know if it's like someone who should know, <laughs> you're so smart. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like if it's if it like so. Let me let me uh, add to that. Uh, if it's like some random person who you're never going to see again, well then, who fucking cares? If you're making that decision, then they don't have to know. But if it's like if it's your boyfriend, sure, okay. your boyfriend should know because your boyfriend's going to be like, "Whoa, this is crazy! I want to be there to support you." I mean, you're asking the wrong. 
it, you're asking someone who, no matter what, no matter who it was, no matter what the circumstance, no matter what, I would be like, yeah, you're terminating this pregnancy. What can I do? Yeah. Like, what, like, how can I assist? You know what I mean? I'm sure there's, I, I'm not sure. I know that there's people out there who wouldn't feel that way. But if it's, if it's someone that you, it was like a one night stand kind of thing. How, like, really? Do they, do they fucking need to know? I don't think Dartmouth so. Holiday in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 What was know. it? The bellboy? What's going on no, here? It was a fucking work conference. <laughs> Leave me alone. Right. You Sexy. shit turns me yeah, on. Yeah. So like, so Business time. Maybe. So okay. Did you did you tell the the no, man uh, in uh, question? No. Of course not. There was nothing right. he could do. There was nothing that he would have changed my mind. It would only make him worry. And like, with my partner now, I would tell him <coughs> anything. Um, for it, uh, only if it was for certain. I would never tell him if I was having a pregnancy scare because that's not. There's nothing he can do about that besides terrify him. I think right. that's unfair. I don't, I don't believe that uh, unless I take a test and it says pregnant, then that's your business for yeah. sure. And if it was my, my partner, I would, I would 100% be honest with them about that. But, mm-hmm. um, I, I, just, but like I think the I only, the only like, reason to say it to someone would be for support. And if you don't think that person, if you know that person's not going to support your choice, sorry to say it if you don't agree with me, but fuck him. You know, fuck them. Like, just don't even fucking fuck do it. It's, you, it's your body. Yeah. So, like, fuck them if they're not going to support you. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, man, we're getting into some shit tonight. Hello. Raising some hellfire. What's that What's that paraphernalia called there, Brady? I don't know. Hellfire and damnation. It's super hot these days. So hot. So, uh, so hot. It's funny because we went to see Louis C.K. earlier this year, and he was like, of course I agree with a woman's right to be able to terminate a pregnancy. You can kill a person if they're in your house. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But he's saying it's like, it's, 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 it's either like killing a baby or having a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He basically he referred to one of those two things. It was really dark. Yeah. Very dark. <laughs> Almost as dark as that Bukaki porn. No, no, but thing, I, I appreciate that. Which I feel so bad about. I feel like, I don't know how you felt in yours, but like you need to go dark. Like if you're pregnant and you know you're getting rid of it, I'm pretty dark. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm. I'm pretty. Yeah. How did you? How did you deal with that? Like, did you? So you know, I I'm a huge proponent of using humor as a form of therapy and a and a and a tool to deal with not to yeah. not to not to ignore, but to to legitimately deal with tough subjects. When they took it away after the procedure, I asked if it had his father's eyes. <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not proud. If of I this. had been that nurse, I would have. I'm fucking just saying that there was out of it and morphine involves. I wanted to know if my breasts would always be this firm. Did it? No, they they were not always that firm. Oh fuck! They're still lovely, but they weren't always that firm. Um, oh. I called it Dick Baby. I would be like, they'd be like, "How you doing today?" I'm like, "Fucking Dick Baby's acting up," because. I don't, I don't know if any of their mothers baby. here, but like the first two months of your pregnancy are really fucking shitty. How long were you pregnant before? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. I, I, I probably like five or six weeks. I think you had to be like a month and a half pregnant or something to have a, an abortion or something. That's so fucking cruel. Were you, awake, were you awake during the procedure? Yeah. Were you awake during yeah. your procedure? Wow. Did it hurt? It hurt a lot. I don't remember the pain of the abortion. I remember being relieved that the pain of the pregnancy was over. 
Hmm. That's I don't remember I like wanted. sickness, but like I also have had an IUD right uh, after that, and it was like yeah, I stabbed it with my wiener in pain. It's like I remember, you know, it's like yeah, you did. Yeah, remember how much pain you felt when it stabbed your wiener? Yes. Amplify that by like a hundred percent. You know, women, picture your cervix opening. Those of you who have given birth, you know what that feels like. It's that feeling, but like this much, and uh, that was the most pain I've ever felt for sure. Have you had any pregnancy scares since that moment? Like every single month. Oh. <laughs> oh. If my period's uh, a minute late, and it always is because it's got no mind, it's got a mind of its own and I hate it. Um, if I crave chocolate, which I did all the time when I was actually pregnant, if I have like an acne breakout, um, a condom mishap, I should have invested in like clear blue pregnancy tests. Yeah. After my abortion, because I honestly, maybe once every two months, I'll take one because I cannot be pregnant again. And I, oh, wow. like, it's, it is seriously affected. And, and probably like all of the things combined, like that whole like tragic month, um, contribute to this. But seriously, but the idea of being pregnant again for two months and not being able to talk about it, not being able to nurture it, or not being able to do anything besides hate it privately, like, ruins me like that that thought that that's a possibility that could happen at any moment and i love sex so literally Mm. any moment like it could happen again people think i'm fucking kidding when i say like one of the best parts of cf is that i'm i'm sterile like i i I high five you yeah absolutely when i found out when i found out i was like i felt like i won the goddamn jackpot Because I remember, I remember my, my high school girlfriend, uh, Katie and I, I remember standing outside the bathroom and she was peeing on a, on a pregnancy stick. And that was one of the worst, like, I can't imagine how she felt to me. It was one of the worst feelings of my life thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go tell my parents that my high school girlfriend is pregnant. Dude. That's nothing compared to what your high school girlfriend is thinking. I have to be I know, pregnant in I high know. School. That's what I'm saying. It's like I can, That's the I, worst I, feeling in your life. Shit, sit down. Shut I, up. <laughs> thank you, yeah. I'm dying of a, a terminal disease. Leave me alone. No, come on. I gotta, I'm picking my battles. Um, all right, well, it, was there... There was... Uh, uh, what are your thoughts on Bukaki? You're wrong. By the way, I stand corrected. <laughs> no, no, um, you're not wrong. Opinions are not wrong. Some of them are, but not yours. But I just, I disagree with it. That if I had to choose between auto asphyxiation, I actually wanted to know. And, I wanted to know. Because <laughs> here's the rather? thing: I didn't say it to Bridie, but uh, you, you're left for dead. Like that was the thing that I didn't say, and I didn't say it because I felt really bad that I read the Bukaki thing. But <laughs> in that scenario, when I originally thought of it, you are found with erotic asphyxiation, or you're found after a Bukaki scene that which you are left for dead. There's not like people are going, "Well, she died. We got to call the next of kin." They're going, "Holy fuck, we leave." It's just that the camera operator obviously stuck around. He had so much to say. In, in your interview. case, no one did. Wow. And your parents walk in, they're going, hey, Bridie said she was making a movie today. Let's go check in. Oh, my God. Regardless, regardless of how she was found or who left, auto-asphyxiation, I imagine that that is something that you do to yourself. It's a choice you that you make. Bukaki sounds like manslaughter. And if yeah. my parents are going to find me in either situation, my parents are going to find my weird shit in my bedside table drawers. And I don't have much weird shit. Don't get it. 
crazy. But like, they're gonna find my life when I die, and autosphixiation is gonna be a part of that. So they might as well find me like that. Mm. But to find me drowning and come. <laughs> I really like By someone cum. else's it's hands. She likes cum, though. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. There's, I mean, okay. I'm, well, you can like cum, but just don't love your cum. Like. <laughs> have you ever? Have you ever? Do, have you ever done? Maybe not autoerotic asphyxiation, but have you ever uh, done something within that realm of like? Have you ever came at the same moment of being like asphyxiated? No. So I. Probably shouldn't talk about what I would prefer because I've I haven't died by cum right. nor have I been choked. Died by, by cum. <laughs> Friday, have you ever came in the midst of being asphyxiated? Totally. It's fucking intense. Like it is. It is equivalent to I like we didn't really dive into it, but like acid sex or Molly sex is like it's pretty amazing. It's it's really amazing. Same thing with like being. Uh, like just starting to black out and coming at the same time, it's pretty fucking crazy. What you were saying about that reset button is it like boom? Oh, it's a huge reset, yeah, big time. It's like a near death experience. Yeah, well, I'm I mean, cool. I'm not going I've been that in some far. Car accidents. I'm not going that far. I'm alright. <sighs> well, I think that's a good place to that wrap was... it the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. thank you, Melanie. Thanks thank you. for. Th- I want to say thank. Uh, thank you, everyone. I want to say thank you for being here, being a guest, and and speaking with us and hanging out. But I also want to say thank you for being um, courageous as fuck to come up here and be totally game, totally willing to talk about, uh, honestly, two of the most um, intense topics that I've ever had a chance to talk to someone about, abortion and sexual assault. Because for me, as as someone who who does this regularly with like Brian and Taylor and with Bridie, um, talking about things that are tough to talk about, it's become it's become a part of my life. It's become a part of my job. But these two topics are one of the things that I always get pretty like pretty legit anxiety about touching on. So. Can I interrupt you for a second before? Yeah, please. I know you all want drinks. I want to. I'm getting first in line, by the way. Um, I've had a hard experience up here, so <laughs> just let me butt in first. Um, but for you to say that abortion or rape are, are give you anxiety to talk about are the toughest subjects for you to talk about, that's because they're fucking not talked about. And they're not hard to talk about, that but they're exactly not why. talked about. So one of the reasons that I am so comfortable talking about it is because I understand that. And I understand the importance of coming forward to speak about my abortion process or how tough it was or, or, or rape and, and how shitty it can be. But um, I, don't, I don't like the idea that you think that it's, it's hard. Uh, let me rephrase this. That you think that it's um, special or, or, or more special than people who are dying, for instance. Or, but just... Not that I think it's special. Not, not that I think no, it's no, more I, special. Yeah, I, I just think that it's one of those... It's, you, you just nailed it on, uh, on the head. Like, it is one of those things that we... And just like terminal illness, it's one of those things that we do not talk about. Which, in which we really... Yeah. We, sh- we should be able right. to talk about it. Well, when I think about how back alley... Or uh, abortions used to be... Abortions used to be a back alley procedure. They still are, because they're just back alley whispers now. When yeah. I had my abortion... No one I knew had one, but then afterwards I talked about it with women, and they're like, oh, yeah, I've had four. 
And I was like, where the fuck were you in June? Yeah. Where, where? Mm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if you've had one and you feel comfortable, talk about it more with your peoples. Mm-hmm. Um, if you feel safe, be open with more of your experiences because you have so much support. How do you feel, Bridie? Because you, you, I know that you haven't really talked about it, about your, the fact that you had one. How do you feel about having like, like kind of drop, drop that in, in a setting like this? Um, is that weird? Yeah, it's a little bit weird. I know my mom listens to the podcast and my mom is definitely pro-choice, but she, you know, she's like, I'm pro-choice, but I just hope nobody I know ever has to have one. And, uh, the thing is like, I don't mean to be cavalier, but it wasn't that it was just, I was very sure that that was a thing that it happened because I, you know, I was in between bouts of birth control and I wasn't being responsible and, um, you know, I accept the consequences of that. Now, the thing is, as I have already stated several times, I love cum, and it's very hard, I think, <laughs> during a sexual escapade where you're in the moment to be like, hey, like, let's not, uh, don't come inside me, um, when it's obviously the best part. Um, and, uh, but, uh, you know, knowing that that's the consequence is like, we have some consequences to our sex lives as women, and that is one of them if you're, you know, depending on how you want to handle yourself, and two is like, um, the sexual assault thing. And I, I don't, I think it's Tina Fey who's like, we're all just waiting for our rape. And you're like, you're just waiting, you know, you're walking down the street and something scary happens. And you're like, Oh, this is my, my rape is about to happen. Like this is, something, your you know, you know? And, um, and so it's, I, I feel like pretty cool about talking about it. And, uh, I'm an open book always. So, um, I recognize that just cause I don't care. I don't carry a lot of trauma or anything from my experience, but other people have different experiences. So mm-hmm. I'm more than willing to, um, accept everybody's experience with it as yeah. different and individual as every single person that is on the planet. Amen to that. Thank you. Take five minutes. Oh. All right, I know that some people actually put in brain boners, and uh, we've got about five minutes uh, to kind of rifle off a few. So let's do, let's do it real fucking quick. Speed round. Can I have one? Is that all right? Yep. I want to play. Ah, choose one, Bridie. Throw one for me. Read one out. Oh, this is not even for me. This is for Jerry. Okay. Oh, it's for, it's for me? It's specific. Please right. pass to Jeremy. That's Have you, Jer, and Bridey and Becca ever had a threesome? If yes, was it weird? If no, why not? We have not. Uh, well, this, so these are all anonymous. Uh, so you, whoever wrote this question, we have not ever had a threesome. Um, and why not? <laughs> I don't think it was ever on the table. It we was never something that we really... We did talk about it a little bit, I oh, think. Oh, we did talk about it for a second. For a second. For a hot second. Um, I don't know. Circumstance, things just haven't played the, out that way yeah. as so far. I mean, uh, I kind of... For you and I, our threesomes were a kind of thing that we decided to do together. Like, it, it was never a... Um, a spur of the moment kind of thing. No. They were all very precise, very calculated movements. Yeah. And when Becca and I started seeing each other, it was not something that 
that I had ever been like, I broached you about specifically. You never really broached me about specifically. We talked about it at one point for a moment, Mm -hmm. but. Not that I don't think Becca's super hot. Obviously, she is. She's pretty fucking cute. She's got the curves of like my dream woman for sure. But um, also, it's like I really, you know, with our threesomes and those kinds of situations before. Anytime it's like, okay, let's fantasize about what kind of whatever. And it's always like the slutty anonymous girl. And sorry, Becca, you might, baby, you're a little bit slutty, but you're not anonymous. Um, I don't know what you're, anyway, you're just, I mean, you're just not quite slutty enough. And then at this point, and now, (laughs) now we're, we're, we're quite deep into that relationship. And the two of you have spent quite a, Quite a, it's too sisterly. It's too it is, It's a little. It's a little. Yeah, incestuous. It's a little incestuous at this point. So I, I can't imagine that ever being a thing. And I don't think I would. I don't think I would ever really feel comfortable with that. It would be mm-hmm. weird. Yeah. My question. Yeah, go for it. What do you uh, got? How would you go about discussing polyamory with two partners who are unaware of each other? Ooh. <laughs> that was my thought. That would be my um, response as well. That, However, that's... if you're in a situation where you are all openly casually dating and like you have two partners that you're seeing and you're like, oh, fuck, like I'm into both of them. Um, maybe there's a situation where I could see both of them. Then um, just super on- just super honestly, I guess it... be like, hey, uh, I read these books uh, about <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to this podcast <laughs> and uh... About how it's possible to uh, be in love with more than one person. And so that's happening. Can you read that one more time, Bride? Yeah. Uh, How would you go about discussing polyamory with two partners who are unaware of each other? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I don't think you can, really. Without someone getting hurt. And the reason I say that is because the only way that I know polyamory to work is uh, is full, like, transparent communication between all parties. But so when you say that you can't, that's unfair. It's 
What you I'm saying, you, never you, know. you must. No, no. What I'm saying is that I don't think you can without. I don't think that you can without somebody getting hurt in that situation. But to right? prevent someone from being hurt is in giving them the option to live a full life. Yeah, you can protect. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right. As honest as possible, and obviously as like compassionate and sensitive. Sure. As I guess I'm placing like kind of circumstances into this like situation, but yeah. I guess like as. Uh, it, Perhaps you gotta kind of just you gotta put it out there. Like if you want. This this thing to exist, the partners who are unaware of one another have to be aware of one another. Right. Yeah, I think that the the question is like they're not, but I want them to be aware. Right. So do it. Yeah. I I guess I'm placing like oh they don't know that each other exists. You're just cheating on someone with somebody else, and you're going hey can I like how do I how do I bridge this gap like how do I make them love each other? That's a fucking big ass leap. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that that's. That's going to be very challenging because there hasn't been communication from the get-go from either end. Right. You know what I mean? I remember going on a date with a guy that I really liked, and I didn't realize that he was, in, he was married. I didn't know that. Um, and so on our, on our first date, we're eating nachos at the shoe shop, and I see his wedding ring, and I was like, are you married? And he was like, well, you knew that. Like, on Facebook, it says I'm in a domestic partnership. And in my head, I was just like, with your cat? Wasn't that with your cat? Like, I thought that was... What, <laughs> I thought it was a joke. I, yeah. I'm a, I have a domestic partnership with my cat, too. I was like, I didn't, I didn't know. But like, it, gave, it gave me the opportunity to back out. And His I'm, wife's name is Snuffles? <laughs> no, she, she exists and she's lovely. Snowball? <laughs> I just I don't know why a domestic partnership just seems like such a fucking weird way to talk about your wife. Even though it's I, I, to me, to me, I'm sure it's it's wonderful, but mm-hmm. it's complicated. It's complicated. I believe is what Facebook. But terms, yeah. finding that out immediately, I was so grateful for because I was able to make decisions of whether or not I move forward with this, knowing what I will get and what I can get. Right now, imagine uh, you got into that relationship and you went five months in, and then you found out he was married, and he was like, "Hey, polyamory." I'd be like, "You fucking lied." Right, and that's and that. that's what I'm saying is yeah. that like I feel like there it's gonna be it's if you're gonna if you're if they already exist as partners and they don't know that they exist as one another, it's going to be a real fucking challenge. And I, I hope that whoever wrote that question, if that, if you're in that situation, like don't Good wait luck, much longer, don't you know wait much what? longer. Use it as, yeah, use it you as know? an opportunity to step up and be really courageous. Yeah. Be courageous guys. This is a really short Oops. question and I'm pretty sure it can just be resolved with a, uh, yes or no? large and long round of applause. <laughs> because I full-heartedly agree with this question. Can we all agree that we have a lady boner for Bride's voice? Ah. Huge lady boner. Like, holy a- fuck. As the young kids would say, it's sexy AF. Yeah. Totally absolute AF lit. You know? I mean, maybe I should start a business of like reading erotic literature. Oh, let's 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 start a Patreon again. See how much money we can make. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much thank for you. for taking your time to come out tonight. Thank you, Bus Stop Theater. Namaste. We're gonna go out to the local. We're gonna have a couple drinks. We hope that you come out to join us. We love each and every one of you, and. Uh, We'll see you next time. Until next week. Go fuck yourself.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. <laughs> 